Hi, uh, my name is Sean Keyes and you're listening to you, me and BPD. And this week I have a guest on from Athlone in my hometown. It's uh, Emer Dunn. Um, Emer, how are you? Hi, Sean. Thanks a million for having me. Thanks Great very much for coming on. Um, yeah, you know, Emer, I asked you to come on because um, this is all about uh, mental health. And I heard in another podcast uh, you were doing with a friend of mine, Mark McCormick from the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Um, yeah, uh, that you were on his podcast, and you were talking about depression. So I asked you yeah. to come on here today to see if you would talk about your own um, experience with depression. So, um, sure. would you mind telling me about it? Yeah, no problem. Um, well, first of all, like actually, I, I remember. The first time I started, I kind of have an anxious person and I was actually a competitive swimmer oh, nice. um, um, in my teenagers in from, oh, I started swimming in the morning like it's about eight, nine years of age till I was 18. So by nearly 10 years, I got up at every morning at 20 o'clock, you know, mm. six o'clock and trained for two hours before school. And I was a competitive. I got, I reached international level, like I was kind of in a flow. Um, I used to train every morning. I got very, uh, very, very competitive, very driven. Uh, but it kind of started my anxiety. And actually, funny, Sean, you know, we were talking about narcissism there. Mm. There was, uh, um, you ever listen to the George Gibney podcast? No, um, no, no. Oh my God, I would recommend listening. But George Gibney was the national swim coach in Ireland in the late 80s and 90s. And that was the time I was hitting my peak. And he yeah. created a culture. I always knew my anxiety, depression was associated with swimming because right. uh, I have had a recurrent dream about swimming for 20-something years. And it was always just me at a gala and all my the people, I'm always around 14, 15, 16, or I'm, it's either in Tume or in Galway or Dublin. I went to gala after gala after gala in, in Connacht. I was on the comic swim team for like five years in a row and then I got on the Yarsh Youth Olympic team. I was knocking on the door internationally, swam against Michelle Smith and I trained really hard. But George Gibney was the national coach at the time mm. and he used to come to Athlone and Connacht and do workshops and he used to do hypnotherapy on it. Like this was the 80s like and he kind of, he you know, he created Gary O'Toole who won the, got the first silver medal in the European Championships. 1989 and said so he was this god in Irish swimming okay so he would come up and we couldn't just do a few thousand meters we did three to four thousand meters every session remember one time I did 12,000 meters I was like 16 years of age and I was burnt out he used to get us to do weights and he literally burnt us out Mm. now he also was a narcissist pedophile he sexually molested many women girls in Dublin, thank God I didn't. I was not living oh, in Dublin, yeah. although, and uh, but he created this culture of separatism. Uh, but you were bu- I was bullied, so he would single out the best, and then he goes, "The rest of you are all piece of shit. You're not worth." And that's and typical and narcissistic cre- behavior, all right. Yeah, yeah. So he would single. He singled me and um, a guy. And he said, these two are the best and they're going to get on the Irish Youth Olympic team. And we did. And then it would cause bullying then amongst my peers, you know. Nice, okay. And then, so I listened to the podcast. He, he went to Scotland. So apparently he got like accused, uh, George Gimme did in the 1992. And then he fled the country, left his wife and kids, disappeared, went to Scotland and then started again. 
So this guy called Mark Horgan from the BBC just literally followed his trail saying, where is George Gibney now? Because he never got, he never got, um, you know, trialed or he never got punished for his crime. And he's just on a mission. And that podcast was the answer to my recurring dream because many people talking about their anxiety and depression, their, their binge drinking, mm. um, a lot of the swimmers. And I know who they were talking about. They were anonymous, but I know who they were because I would have swam against them. Um, nice. And I was like, I remember one girl was on the youth Olympic team and she was having problems with George. They were leaving cert. And then I saw her 10 years later, she was down skin and bone, uh, bulimic and anorexic. So he that created a lot of mental health anorexic bulimia, binge drinking, massive low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, which I got well, and I know it's from that. And listening to that podcast heals me tremendously because right. of the work that I've done over the years. And I've stopped having those recurrent dreams. The dream now is that I'm swimming and my, I'm my own age. And I got the love back for swimming last year. Like, I should be a swimming coach now. But I had no no desire to teach swimming to be a part of it I, I did it on and off over the years and every time I went in I'd have these I'd swim for a bit and then I'd stop and I you know I battled with my weight and my, my mental health and with drinking you know I binged mm. um, and I know it was I was like what the fuck's wrong with me like I couldn't figure it out until I listened to the podcast right. and then it was an indirect culture being in that culture of what George Gibney created not only the na- he was national coach but when he fled the country the guy that replaced him as national coach he's a paedophile is in is in jail then the guy after him is also a paedophile and the guy who did the podcast about George Gibney said he George Gibney had meetings with all those national coaches the ghost coaches over the years so he he created this culture like of of paedophilia and like narcissism and instilled really like this huge, like train, 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 train. And he was like, he was also big. He was like, uh, you know, real religious and he never drank or smoked. And he was very, very strict, you know. Mm. But uh, anyway, that, that that's where it stemmed from. That's where my depression started in the swimming years. And then it kind of got worse and worse. And I couldn't figure out why it was there. Like my mom suffered from depression. It's in my family. I'm, mm. you know, I'm very empathic. Um, I say it's one of the reasons why. But I, and then I got addicted to a thought process. To you got addicted to what? years went on. <clears throat> like a thought process. Like what did I do wrong? I always had this, what have I done wrong mm. kind of thing. So I did a lot of work then with Tony Robbins and got loads of counseling and loads of psychotherapy and, I've done hypnotherapy. I've done, you know, uh, CP, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and EMDR as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. over the years, I've just got, I've invested a lot of money in my, on myself. From my mom passed away and we got inheritance money. I invested in myself. Yeah. I did courses um, in personal development. Always withdrawn to personal development. Don't know whether Tony Robbins, because he's very motivational, very kind of a coach and kind of high energy, which is like I'm, mm. I'm full of beans. I have loads of energy. So it, I just appeal to me. But it's not for everyone. Like, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? It does. Um, like, a, you know, as, as I was saying, how did you get to your depression? But like, you know, yeah. from 
from my understanding of depression, even though I never had it, is like I asked a psychologist once, "What's what's depression?" And yeah, he, he just said it's anger inwards, and I was like, "Oh right, okay, so it's like anger. It's really anger." So it sounds like, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Know, um, well, I see depression as de- you're depressing the emotions and your real desires and needs, and you're you know you're uh, you're depressing them down and not looking into them. Yeah, um, and not expressing them. Exactly, um, yeah. and not ha- having the courage. It's you're disconnected from yourself, and every and therefore everyone else. Um. Like I like I've seen the, the, the I saw a thing on recently about denied depression or was it or deflected depression is where you like if I talked to Mark about this mm. was was acting mm. like covering it up. I cover it up because, you know, I don't want anyone to see that I am depressed. Okay. They don't okay. want to I push keep people at arm's length. I don't really let them come in. If they get too close, it's like, ah, oh, hang on a sec now. You can't come over, you can't no. So you would you have a day of being depressed? Right, like, okay. Don't go near me. So no. would you would you look at it uh, then? Would you look at um? Would you look at and I'm thinking as I'm talking to you because I don't have a script as per usual. Would you look at yourself then as if somebody got a bit close to you that when you get a bit vulnerable, would you then go? Yes. Oh, you have to go. Um. No, I don't say you have to go. I just shut down shop. Okay. I'm like, oh, I just showed you these <clears> things, and I, and they're not going to like me. They're not going to like me. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> so you kind of you oh create your own demise. <clears throat> but yeah, well, yeah, well, that comes from lack of self esteem that I don't feel you know worthy enough. Right. Okay. Uh, but um, or I, I'm not good enough. You know, because I never was good enough because. You know, you know this whole like, you know, no matter what I achieved, it wasn't good enough. For who no. though? For who? Like for you? For I don't know. For for me or <clears throat> for good enough for everyone else. Mm. You know, what I learned in the in the transcendental meditation is like we're two types of people: we're people pleasers or people provers. Right, and okay. it comes from the wounded childhood. Mm. So who are you trying to please, or what are you trying to prove? And once you let go, you know, you're talked about having an intention. Mm. So there's a lot of there's there's conscious intentions and subconscious intentions. So you, people could go through their whole life on subconsciously, not knowing that their intention is that they're trying to please everyone because they never really got, they never felt good enough as a child, or they're trying to prove something because mm. they never got the approval of their parents. Right. Or okay. It's, that's what it comes from, really. Looking for approval, looking to please somebody, and I was both. Usually, one year the one or the other, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I was both there. You I was got, a people you, pleaser and a people prover. You got a double dose. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> for sure. So, like um, that would have led into then realistically, if you would it be safe to say then you were born like a hypersensitive child? Massive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon. I, you know, like when yeah, I would have been very, very sensitive. Like, I mean. You know, um, see if I'm in a room and I give a speech, mm. I can I can feel what the person in the back of the room is feeling. Like I know, right? Okay, I know whether they're <clears throat> well. I can tell if somebody's not interested or not, or not. So you would be um, tell, you'd be empathic. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a one. Yeah. It's a wonderful gift, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's it's like the greatest good. curse on the planet. Um, you see, I used to think it was a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. Sorry, but it's a gift. I thought that everyone could feel this. No, like, no, why, that's why the thing. No, feel this? no. Um, but like, yeah, you surprised. But I, you know, it, it is. It's a gift because um, you can connect. You can very easily connect with everyone in, in that you meet. You Absolutely, know how to connect yeah. with them. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. It's, so a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's you're instantly fun. connected. It's like uh, the, the broadband works in every country, you know. Um, that's what I find as well. You you can literally, <laughs> yeah. I, I find with myself being empathetic, you could start talking with someone that you've never met before in your whole entire life and they could oh, yeah. be in New Zealand and you're chatting away as if you knew each other 20 years and we're on the piss together all throughout the years. And I love that, you know, that you've never met. I love that. That's a great gift of empathy. The, oh, uh, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm sure cheapers happens to me all the time. Yeah. But, you know, like I'm a, I'm a therapist. I think it comes from being a therapist. Like I have people come in and, like, you know, within 10 minutes, I have to get them to take their clothes off, like, so I can massage them. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and like, within 10, five, within two minutes, they're taking their clothes. Like, I don't know. I connect with them instantly. Within this 10 minutes, I they're so comfortable. They, they, you know, they have no problem doing it. I have no problem mm, connecting mm. with a, stra- a total stranger straight away. And and some people don't like, you know, with the work work that I do. I remember it's very rare that this happens. But you have to get to the reason why they have this pain. So you have to get to know their lifestyle and what kind of work to do and stuff. And this man like this man, we're turned out he worked every hour under God, you know, hundred hours a week, and mm. he never stopped. And then you wonder why he had neck problems. And he got real sick with me. He's like, I didn't hear to get, tell you my life. I came here for you to fix my neck. And I went, well, I have to figure out why you have Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And I was kind of like, you know, think, and he goes, ah, I don't think this is a good idea. I said, no, no problem. And I showed him the door. <laughs> like, good luck. Yeah. But, um, you're not prepared to get better. Like, like you know, you, we talked about this before, Mark. And um, when you say getting better now, with your own recovery, We'll say what you were diagnosed with depression, were you? Um, <clears throat> I like not from a, like a doctor, from a counselor. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, a counselor kind of that I worked with nearly two years, and she just said, "You seem to be getting worse." So, uh, like, uh, like you're actually depressed. You're clin- mm. I would say you're, you know, clinically depressed. She actually said those words. She says, "I," and I think what she was doing was she we were going back through my childhood constantly, and I was. It, it just triggered my trauma, you know, triggering. I'm crying all the time. Okay, okay. Now, I'm, I'm kind of a hormonal as well. Mm. And I've, I've wanted to talk about, I, I had, hormone is to do with stress. When you're a hormonal, it means your stress levels aren't great. So right. estrogen, progesterone, it's these things called, uh, there's xenoestrogens and phytoestrogens. The xenoestrogens aren't good. And then if you're, if you're eating the wrong diet and, have too much stress levels it can play havoc on your estrogen progesterone levels so i was like i was hormonal okay and uh i think i think it was like because i'm i was crying all the time she was like oh you're clinically depressed and i'm like i was looking at it like i'm over hormonal (laughs) um but at the same time i knew i was depressed and there's times where sometimes i think i should go on medication because like i think i'm going in mental but then it only lasts a day or two and I'm able to process and get over it. 
Right, so you're you're not on medication. No, I'm not. I refuse. I, refuse. I my mother was diagnosed clinically depressed, and she was on medication. It just made her feel nothing. Okay. Like she had no drive to get better either. So I was like, I don't want to feel nothing. It's like she's just existing. Right, um, right. And I, you're going from feeling really sad to just numb. So I was like, no. I I said to her, look, is there anything? I don't want to feel numb. I don't want to feel not sad. I want to thrive. Mm. I want to feel happy. Like, can, and she was kind of like, we've done everything. I, I said, I, we're, look, you keep, the cancer kept going back to, back to the past. And I was like, I've done all that work. Where can we go from here? And I was like, I needed to be coached then. It was just like her time was up. Mm. She had done the work. It was, she was brilliant. I'm not, you know, saying that was wrong, but I felt that when we kept talking about stuff that made me sad, it was just triggering my trauma, you know? Yeah, yeah, We yeah. talked about this. It's just, you're just rewiring the neurotransmitters in my brain that makes me sad. And I'm trying to overcome that. Yeah. You know? Um, I found that, yeah. That's something CPD, that, uh, that... Go on, sorry. People go to counsellors for years. I think you go to counsellors for years is, is okay. I think you need to go to a counsellor for a specific issue. Like if there's something going on with you, like if, you know, if there's a trauma or there's something on your mind that you really want to deal with, like, I don't know, you know, a, a loss of a, of, of a sibling or, or a miscarriage or something like that, where there's a huge grief that you need to process and talk to someone professionally, that's counseling the best and mm. psychotherapy. But as regards, you know, haven't done the work and you need to move forward get over depression a chronic thing and there's nothing particularly wrong with you there is but I, I think um, coaching and meditation and uh, uh, lots of different uh, modalities yoga helps like moving your body helps very, it's very important to do all the exercise the diet essential oils are incredible because they help uh, release hormones or sorry um chemicals in your brain you know a lot about the brain sean don't you i know a bit about it yeah i know about my own brain anyway which is as mad as they get um so <clears throat> i definitely yeah. know i definitely know what my own as you just said there like i'm a big advocate for food Um people hear me mm. blasting on about food all the time in my podcast because I like you I didn't do medication so I had to get something that would work for me and um food food improves my moods um so definitely yeah. food you know another another um like we we were chatting as well before we came on the podcast and as I said I've listened to your podcast there with Mark McCormick so mm. I a few reasons I wanted to get you on is because you have depression but also, I I know the journey that you have. You you have went towards yoga, and you went over to um, India, isn't it? Isn't that right? Yes, um, yeah. That is an incredible story. How I ended up in 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 India. Um, in the, when I did Tony Robbins back in the early nineties, he was doing this oneness meditation, and I was kind of fascinated. He was all about, you know, he connected to all the audience. And when I did that intervention, I went up on the stage, and he hugged me, and he kind of poured all the energy from the audience, and I actually nearly fainted. Mm. Unbelievable! I was saying this to Mark, and he was going on about energy, and can you feel the energy in the room? I was like, what? I, I didn't know what I know now. 
back then it was just kind of like double dutch to me but then back mom died and I got very depressed and I was doing all the counseling and it was actually that time and that was wrapping up and I was told you're clinically depressed and like the universe answered because a guy set up a course around the corner in the Athlone Springs and these two guys from India came in and I looked at them and I burst into tears because they had such peace, such intelligence, such okay. wisdom. And I was like, I want what these guys have. These are going to take, give me the answer. I'm going to get to the, where they are. So it's like, how can they be like this? You just have this, this huge solar mm. energy. I never met two men. I never met men, people like them. I, like the intelligence behind their eyes. Like. So anyway, by the end of that weekend, they were promoting to go to India and do a full week of it. And again, I guess when my mom's inheritance money came and then I was like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I right, went over. Okay. And uh, in October of 2012, I came back a different person. It's just, again, they're big into the brain and how the brain works. Yeah. And it's, we're connecting to a thing called the presence or the universal intelligence. It's like the Kundalini um, experience of yoga where they, they literally were telling us how to get rid of anger, tell us how to see where our depression came, our childhood, mm. connecting to our parents, forgiving your parents, your grandparents, all that kind of stuff. Uh, loads of wisdom, loads of, of yoga, loads of eating macro foods, like a complete detox. And this beautiful place in India, like, and the, the teachings were unbelievable. And then we did this thing called Blessings Every Night and just meditated. By the end of it, I was like, I can't meditate anymore. Yeah, but yeah. I, I was... I felt amazed. Like I was, my whole way of thinking and acting completely shifted. And would you so, say that has impacted on your life even up to date? Oh, absolutely. But as a result, I had to practice it. Like I practiced it. And then I find when I stop practicing, I go back to my old way of thinking and then I get depressed again. It's really strange. And I, no, um, I, I, I don't think you're strange because I binge. And I love binging, yeah. and people that listen know I love me old binge. Um, I go on a binge just before Christmas, just for the festive season, and um, yeah. I still what? I haven't stopped yet. So binging, drinking, or food? Oh, food! Oh, food! Oh. Uh, I love food. Yeah, oh, you love your food. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, like I know myself, my mood has dropped. Um, I'm aware of it. Yeah, well, we are. I'm yeah, a, we are in a pandemic, and it's different. Yeah. Yeah, you see, that's the, the thing yeah. about the pandemic. Um, it didn't affect me. It did, would you, no, here's actually, and even though you're after t making me think mm. of something, but because you've mentioned pandemic, right, let's go yeah. down that road for a quick minute, right? The pandemic yeah. never bothered me once. It completely suited me in a mm. sense that I'm completely introverted. So... Right. I absolutely. Oh, like people don't understand because I have huge amounts of confidence. Um, but I'm completely introverted. I need alone time to recharge my batteries. So, right. um, when I'm around people, I'm drained by them. Even if I'm happy, I'm just drained slower. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's it. Um, like if I'm around people that are really happy, I'm drained. And if I'm around people that are not happy, I'm drained quicker. And that's... Go away. So in other words, I'm drained both ways, but it's just really slow with people that are very happy. Um, I yeah. need a huge amount... Like, when I go... I love concerts, but I can't be in the crowd. And 
I it takes me a couple of days to recover from a concert because uh, there's right. too much energy. Um, so you're you're an empath too, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empathic. Yeah. So you take on other people's energies then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah that's that's it, that's yeah. why I was saying earlier on that's the curse side of it. Um, yeah, so with yeah, yeah. with with the pandemic, um, like I used to go to from my house to work up to my mother's home. And then with the pandemic, it was from my house, work up to my mother's and home. So nothing changed. Um, right. Literally, my life didn't change. So it didn't affect me. Like, now, does that mean I'm not conscious of it and respectful? And I am, to be honest with you. However, last week, because I'm two months into a binge... And I know I can go about three months at this stage. Um, I heard about a, a business closing down and I got really, really sad. Mm. And it's the first time I got really sad. And it, it triggered me going, right, it is sad. Don't get me wrong, right? But I'm able for it. I was able for all that happened and I was able to listen to the yeah. stories and, and process them. And for someone who has BPD... That's huge if you can process your emotions that quickly. But one thing I did notice is I got really sad and I went, you need to have a fucking smoothie again because you're getting really sad. And I had my smoothies right. again and my sadness went. <laughs> so Great. I'm not messing. It's not because I'm not promoting food. I don't own food companies. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so your smoothies, what do you have in your smoothies? Like loads of antioxidants, black currants, or, or do, you, do you eat greens? Or well, I'll tell you now because I started looking into this in a big way, um, and I suppose you're into all this too. So it's good. It's good to chat, as they say. So I yeah. realised that the little boys down below your gut bacteria are the winner yeah. winner chicken dinner for me, right? Because I have yeah. BPD. The prefrontal cortex in my brain doesn't work too well. And okay. my amygdala likes to work overtime. So basically okay. what you have is an adult toddler that gets yeah. very emotional and the prefrontal can't calm it down and can't regulate its emotions. So it just feels everything instantly. So... If I get yeah. upset, oh you're my not. God. You need to activate. You need to activate your third eye chakra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I be teaching in my chakra dance course. There you, you go. There you go. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, because I'm going starting starting next week. Um, I teach chakra dance. I learned when I went to India, I came back. I learned about the chakras. And I did mm. a course when I came back. Right. So, chakra. So I became a facilitator in chakra dance. Chakra dance is a meditation through movement. The music has the same frequency. Do you know what chakras are? The I I, I know what chakras are. Um, okay, but the people out there might know. They might not. Your vortex is it's the anatomy of your spirit. Okay. Yeah. You've got seven wheels of energy from the base of your spine up to the crown of your head. Each vortex or chakra correlates to a major organ or nervous system in your body. For example, the base is to do with your legs and feet down it's your instincts it's right down at the base of your spine and that's to do with with um purpose in life and um, mother earth getting food on the table you know pr productivity and then it goes up 
to your reproductive, your stomach, your heart, your throat, third eye, which is your pineal gland, and then crown chakra. So they're, they're like wheels of energy that spin. And when one is blocked or there's things not going well in your life, it mm. kind of has a knock-on effect with all the rest. So, so when you get your base chakra, basically, the base is nearly the most important one. Because when that's spinning right, the rest are they're, they're like interlocking wheels that spin in, on top of each other. Um, and when one is working and the rest, it just has a knock-on effect on your, you know, feminine energy, masculine energy, decision-making, relationship, expressing of creativity. Third eye is then is what you're talking about. Connected to prefrontal cortex, pineal gland to do with imagination and having the vision to see where you're going in life. Mm. So that can be activated through these meditations. So, Sean, Mm. I think it would really benefit you um, to get to do, like, to do my course. So, like, okay, I've done it for for five or six years. Okay. I've been facilitating in that loan, and it's mainly women that come. There's always always one fella that would come. There's always one fella. There's only one fella, (laughs) and I I always wanted one fella. There is. Change, he would shift the energy of the group because yeah. too many women were all over emotion, we're all yakety yak. Okay. Like, shut up, we're girls. It's just like, you need a guy. <clears throat> the girls don't incline to talk as much when there's a fella there. He's like, they balance, he balances the energy. All right, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I've seen major transformations in people's energy. Like, one man came in and he was elect, like, he was really open minded, cool guy. And mm. He came in one day and like the introduction is like I go through each chakra so the music changes for every five minutes and then each week we just focus on the one chakra so the music is more or less it changes every week oh brilliant yeah Yeah. so so that's how it works so the first night the intro night and your man was there and he just he wouldn't even move and he just stood there and I was like oh god I'm doing me like I I always you never take it forward what people are going through you just Sometimes they're just sitting there and they're actually going through a lot of stuff internally you don't know. Right, right. While the ones who are inclined to just, you know, are going mentally, you're kind of like, you think that they're going through stuff, but they're just acting. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so your man, your man was going, he was just there with his head in his hands and I was like, oh. And then he messaged me saying, you know, Emer, I know you didn't think I got into it, but I actually felt a huge shift. And thank you so much. And I've been crying and I'm like, oh, great. That's great. And he goes, I'll definitely be there next week. I'm going to do the whole course. Mm. So he came in next week. He was like a transformed man. He shaved his head. And I was like, look at the fuck at you. He was like a monk. Right, and okay. I was there, who are you? And he goes, you know something? So if I went into school the following day and my students didn't recognize who I was because they he had shifted his whole energy, they thought he was a different person. So, right. And then he transformed. Like he just got so much out of the course. Now that's, that was just one testimonial I had over the years. I had many other women coming in and they were bullied at work. And one was with a partner for 23 years. She's like, what the fuck's wrong with? And she got married and had the happiest day of her life. And she's like, well, I don't know what was stopping me from marrying this man. You know, and then another woman is the exact same position, except he was a two-time bastard and cheating on her. And then she, <laughs> she just had the decision to get out of the marriage. Yeah. You know? um, so this kind of stuff happens when you do work on your chakra because you make decisions you, and you find out you're, why you're doing a course is it yeah sorry I'm, I'm going yeah I'm doing it next week um, it's Tuesdays and Fridays Tuesdays is chakra dance Fridays is the meditations from India and, and which are correlated to each chakra as well 
So now, be, how do you like? I I haven't a clue. We didn't we didn't talk about this, so I'm not aware of it. No, uh, we, we we, where no. where are you doing it, or how are you doing it? Okay, yeah. Um, where I'm doing it? If you if you go into um, my Facebook page, it's Emer Dunn Essential Oil Advice. Emer Dunn Essential Oil Essential Ad- Oil Advice. Uh, yeah, okay. go into the Unlock Your Mind, Body, Spirit. Go into the Unlock Your Mind, Body, Spirit. I've loads of, I did a lot of interviews with people over three weeks. Okay. All experts in their field who I've met over the years in my personal development journey. So I interviewed a lot of them and I did myself at the end and all the information about the course is on that. So just have a look there and there's a details of how you can enroll in the course. So basically what you do is you, you buy a kit of essential oils Right. And you're in the course. Right, so right. That's it. And um, is the so course I, yeah, online have, or is the course in person? Yeah, you'll be brought into a private group. Uh, you'll be brought into a private group and we've been Zooms, uh, Zoom on Tuesdays and Friday night. So I'll put it up there and then facilitate it. I just, you need an hour and a half each night to do, to do this. On a course. Tuesday and a Friday night. Um, All right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, there'll be all the PDFs about the chakras on each one, um, and and the ACAM circle. I'm see. I, I was telling you, I became an ACAM Mitra, which is a oneness friend from O and O Academy or PK Consciousness. Okay. This Preetaji and Krishnaji, they're a couple in India who have created this incredible temple called ACAM, which means oneness. Right. So this eight, this temple is all made of marble, and it's all based around the gold, the golden circle, the Fibonacci sequence. Like it's one point one six six something. It's apparently the highest energetic frequency on the planet is where this temple is. So when oh, you right. go there, apparently many many miracles and synchronicities and um, magic has happened there. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have gathered there. Um, now this is so funny because Preetha Ji and Krishna Ji uh, have formed this. That's where I went to them in 2012. They're the Indian folk mm. <laughs> that I I went and they've evolved and then they built this temple thing. Right. And la- last year in the pandemic, you know, I was here on my own in the house and I had to stop working and I I kind of, you know, I got very down and very kind of I broke my back and then I got a bad toothache and I was just like I remember going that's it I have to get back to my self-care, meditation buzz. I meditated every day with PK Consciousness and in September they rang me and asked me to become an Akamitra. So I was like, wow. Genie, my okay. vibrations. Mm. They remembered me and it was like, I needed to do this. Um, and my business was taken off and my oils were taken off. So a lot has been going on since last May. I kind of hit rock bottom there and then I kind of brought myself back up. And then Mark asked me to go on the podcast and he he was so funny because the first podcast I was on, mm. he, I wasn't. I was going through kind of tough time at the time, and he's like, "Because for God's sake, we're in two months, and you have all you're doing all these interviews with all these amazing people. It's like you were broke out of your shell after that podcast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and he does. He brings. Yeah. He does. He brings out the best in you. In fairness, him. Yeah, he's. You know what? Because I was looking at him going and listening to his journey and. It's like if he can do this kind of stuff, so can I. And what the fuck is stopping me, like? Um, yeah, look, I, like I, I, I think so much to share. Yeah, like like that. I think people like ourselves. I was only thinking that the other day. 
I think you need to suffer. Um, some people are born yeah. that they, you know, I, I've three kids there or whatever, and you you can clearly see they're born with personalities. Um, you yeah. know, they're born with a personality. That's as simple yeah, as it gets. Are, yeah, they? oh, completely. So, yeah. Like, it's not like, um, yeah. we have twins there and you couldn't get it any further in personality if you tried. Um, Absolutely. Well, I, I don't, I have a niece, I don't have general like, niece, and she's a little madam, like, queen. Yeah, queen. yeah, 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 yeah. She's a little madam. You're like, where did she get this personality? Just, you know, it's, it's like, wow. It. And I think like that, yeah. no more than yourself or myself or anyone else. I'm not yeah. saying it was in. I'm not saying we induced it, but I think some people are destined to suffer, and I think they're supposed to learn from it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. throughout my life, no more than as you just said, there you've had many, many experiences there with your depression, which are uh, the fact. You know, I've been thinking as you've been talking, like you said, you love swimming so much, but this fellow was a paedophile, and he obviously, being a paedophile, would have. Um, Interfered with with fucking women, um, yeah. And and, well, and thank it, God he it, didn't interfere with me because I wasn't from the same town. But it was the environment he was creating. That's what I'm saying. And and he, Indirectly, he yeah. That's what I was thinking. He dirtied up your environment in a sense that you couldn't yep. teach because he 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 bastardized basically um, the swimming. And I was thinking about that as How you were we, talking. That uh, yeah. he kind of ruined it for you, which, if you do look at it, would lead to depression because you can't. It's like, yeah, I love painting, and I, mm. I love painting, and if it if it was taken from me, I mm. know I'd become depressed. Yep, I know Absolutely. it. Like I know a hundred percent. If thank in, you, yeah. Because so, that's exactly the realisation I got from the podcast because I was like, why? Because this, this recurrent dream that was coming to me, it wasn't a bad dream, I said, but it kept coming. It was like my subconscious was telling me it's the swimming that caused this depression. It's the swimming. Mm. And I knew that's what it was telling me, but I couldn't figure out why until I listened to that podcast and it all, it was a massive realisation. Yeah, yeah. Remember listening to it and Screaming and roaring and that man and what he did and you know what the irony of it is that the man couldn't even swim himself. I was like, oh my god, he made us out to be this god, like, and uh, right. fooled the deception, the deception, like classic narcissist. Um, he deceived because I was big into technique. At mm. I used to study everyone's stroke, and this guy who taught me how to swim was a brilliant at technique. And it's gas. He was from Roscommon, Mr. Cullen. I'll never forget. He was an amazing man. And he, he never drove. So someone had to pick him up. And so he could teach every Saturday morning. And he did it for years, right? Mm. And my dad told me, I was talking to my dad, saying, oh, yeah, I used to have to, I used to do my stint to pick Mr. Cullen up. And I said, I did it because I wanted to see, you know, find out how my children were doing in swimming. Because <laughs> the whole four of us, man. Oh, right. Okay. And I remember Mr. Cullen saying he'd always pick out the best back crawler to demonstrate or the best breaststroker to demonstrate the best front crawler butterfly. And mine was butterfly, right? So you'd be waiting to be asked and he there wouldn't be a peep. There'd be a hundred kids the whole length of the pool. There wouldn't be a peep out of all any of them. Because he was such right, a brilliant okay. disciplinarian, but he was funny. 
but he didn't take any shit from anyone. If anyone was messing, he kicked them out. Like, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing the impact people can have on each other, isn't it? Oh, but they have a good teacher, like, mm. and I remember they gave him an award at the year years later, like, gave him like it was kind of a Hall of Fame thing for Mr. Cullen, and he came up and he goes, "Oh, there you are, Emer," and I, you know, he taught hundreds, thousands of children in his career as a swim teacher. And he goes, you know, so, you know, and it was so, I, I was actually blown away by what he said. He said, Emer, there was many, many kids I taught over the years. And there was always one back crawler, one breaststroker. He said, you were best at all the strokes. And I had to keep picking you. Because ah, right, okay. <laughs> I was an IMer, I was good at fly back breast front crawl. So he says, you were good at breaststroke, you were good at back crawl. I said, I have to keep, I have to stop picking you and pick the second no. best. Because, and I was like, no way. And again, but like. Anyway, you know, and well, I, I know, I know, I'm, yeah, and, and I'm, I know I'm jumping across you, right? But you see, again, yeah. that's screaming into my face as you're saying this, because when you're saying yeah. I was good, I, I can't swim, which is, I can't swim. It's just that simple. So I don't know all the, all the strokes, but when you're telling me that you were good at all the strokes. Yeah. That would. I would never have. That again before. tells me the depression would have been fucking huge because from what you're telling me, you're not good at all the stra- uh, strokes. Not everyone is. The fact is that you mastered swimming and yeah. then this paedophile dirtied it for you. Yeah. It would, it would in my eyes anyway, it, it made sense then how you, how your depression just came about, you know? Yeah. It's mad, isn't yeah. it? In its own way, like it how is. these things happen. Yeah, you're telling the truth because I'm thrilling up. I'm feeling emotional now. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's, it's, yeah, it's like it's as if he took it from you. Like you know. A, yeah, yeah. You have to grieve that loss. You kind of have to, because like as I was listening to the podcast, I was like, it just explained everything so clearly. Um, and I was thinking that prick, like the bastard, mm. getting away, and he actually fled the country, and they're still trying to get him. Like Mark Horgan, the guy from the BBC, he's actually obsessed kind of getting him to justice mm. you know and I'm because half of me is going you know but I it wouldn't I wouldn't give a damn I don't give a damn what happens to him I said karma will sort that man out and it is because he's constantly on the go and fleeing from job to job across America and he's like he can't stay in one place so the man is trapped and in a prison in his own head he doesn't need to be thrown into prison mm. as far mm. as I'm concerned because of the damage that he's done and he's, he's nobody. He had to flee his wife and kids and go from state to state. Every time they Googled him and found out his story, that he had to leave. So I said, like, that karma will sort him out. I don't believe in revenge. I believe in karma. Well, I yeah, know, yeah. It's all about healing myself. Like, that's all. I'd be more interested in all the people that were affected and help them heal themselves mm. than then put doing justice for George Gibney. I don't give a fuck what that man does and what happens to him. Like, and uh, he did it for his own reasons and his own suffering and his own problems. I just have to like hear the empath in me going, "Oh, they know not what they do. Forgive them." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're fighting like, yourself. Well, no, but I'm just, I'm just glad I found figured it out. You know. Yeah, you I'm see, glad I'm... that I got to the bottom of my own depression like it was so I don't I, I, I it probably is the beginning because you said where does it start it did start with swimming so that's 
like I'm sure there's you know I was trying to figure out so many years where what? it came from but that is where it came from no as, you know as I said like I think myself you're born hypersensitive some kids not all kids I was born hypersensitive yes. as you said you were hypersensitive as a kid I think some children are born hypersensitive for no reason it's just life it's just nature and yeah. I think then that your environment will will dictate as it did with you your environment uh, in your case was the swimming environment that dictated yeah. um how you were going to develop into an adult in a sense of uh, how you felt about yourself how you looked upon the world how you probably felt judged or anything like that. So, unfortunately, because this man um, was fucking way off, let's call a spade a spade, um, it completely altered your environment that you would have been already, I won't say you were always going to get depression, but you would have been susceptible to it. And this man would have then created an environment where it would have been a perfect breeding ground to become depressed. Because as I said, I'm thinking about, like, I spray cars because um, my brother-in-law, and I've said this in a previous podcast, my brother-in-law was the first adult male to show me kindness. So I became a panel beater because he showed me kindness because he brought me to the fucking cinema. Um, A simple gesture. But the fact is, I became a spray painter because of him. And I love the job. Even though I don't, right. I don't like cars, and I've no interest in cars. But I, I love the job because it reminds me of him, right? So yeah, I could only imagine if it was taken from me. I would be in a fucking ball of depression. And essentially, yeah. this is what this uh, man did. He, because right. you know, he took that from you. So you know now. I suppose coming on from that then you as you said you went off and you'd done the yoga in India and you're gone into um self- Well I was a physical therapist but it got me into my career. I like I, I got injured from from, you know, the wrong exercises from doing like hyper extensive back with a weight behind my back that, you know, George gave me taught in his workshop. Mm. And and doing weights and doing doing weights too far too young and I had I had like uh, postural issues from, okay. you know muscles that were too tight and I had chronic lower back pain then I went to loads of physio and then I said right I want to be a physio I didn't you know physio you had to get 500 points or anything so I did a part time I did a part time uh, kind of is diploma in physical therapy which mm. is a degree now but it wasn't back then but but anyway, but it, I got my, you know, I got the higher diploma in physical therapy, set up my own practice, and I've been doing that ever since. So that, that like, my swimming career led me to my career. And then I became a therapist, which is an empath. And I was like, and I always knew, I always, I always thought that it was the competitiveness of the swimming, of that putting so much pressure on myself to be an Olympic swimmer mm. and swim representative and not making it. And then, then I remember going to college and I was far removed from nobody knew me as the swimmer in Cork. Everyone knew me as the swimmer in Athlone. Okay. Like but when I went to Cork I was just Emer. Like and I went and people just took me for who I was. Mm. Wasn't Emer the swimmer, I was Emer. Like and mm. I went, Oh and I knew I had such an identity attachment to being a swimmer 
So I knew that there was something there again, you know, related to my depression. Um, so, and then I thought, God, there must be issues with, with, you know, I always went to Tony Robbins. I wanted to do programs for teenagers who were, you you know, not to go in and swim and be the best and, you know, go in just for your own health, have a more healthier relationship to sports. You know, I was trying to create these programs. When I think of it, like, I remember Tony Robbins going, why, what happened to the teenager in you? And I looked at him and, oh, oh my (laughs) God, like, he hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) I knew it was something. Yeah, hello, it was the swimming, like, you know. And, uh, but uh, yeah, it's fascinating, Sean. Like when you analyze your life and see where everything comes from. Oh, I love it. Like, uh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, like, it, it, it's a jigsaw, really, and and you need all the pieces to make the picture. Yeah, but you know, I had an interview with in the interviews that I did in my Unlock Your Mind Body Spirit event mm. that I did in on Facebook. It just if you go into Facebook and and put in the search Unlock Your Mind Body Spirit, add yourself to the group. It's free. Like and go stroll scroll down and you'll see loads of interviews I did with people yeah. to unlock your mind, body and spirit. Okay, and uh, talk to nutritionists, yoga teachers, um, you know, money mindset people, personal development motivational speakers, and this guy called Russ Devan. Okay, he's speaking for thirty years and he's a multimillionaire and he, he gets asked to speak at many to how to build relationships with people and connect and overcome fear and think a certain way. Right. So okay. he was talking. He was that. He's very interesting man. He spoke so well, and mm. he has a program called Success by Design to untrain your mind. Right. So, oh my God, what was it? What's the point of my? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "You know what you know, right? Mm-hmm. You also know what you don't know, but there's a place in your brain called you don't know what you don't know." <laughs> right. Okay. And when and when you find that, I don't. The, you don't know what you don't know place mm. that's when you get massive self-realization it's when you unlock your subconscious mind I was like wow yeah yeah that that, that um, was it Plato or one of the Greek one of the Greek dudes he says what did he say he says um, I know I'm, I know I'm intelligent because I know nothing yes absolutely you know and, and I love and that most people know yeah that uh, that's called having being humble mm. to knowing that you know nothing. I think the older you get, the more you realize I've no jack shit. You don't, and that's. I think that's the great thing yeah. about life is to unravel yourself in a sense of, I mean, to look at yourself, yeah. and I suppose with myself, I can I look at myself and I fucking love the madness that's inside my head. That does peep out through the windows of the windows of the house every morning and says to me, "What are we doing today?" <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. I, I I woke up the other morning and my mind wanted to know if um, what was the thought? It's it's and I was saying this in another podcast with Mark actually again the Clockwork Junkie podcast. I'm promoting them there. Yeah. Um, I woke up the other morning and my brain went so. I wonder do animals actually believe in God? And I went, Yeah. Oh, great. This is going to be a fucking great day. <laughs> That's the way my brain does go. <laughs> and I'm like, All right, okay, head off and fucking find what you find and come back when you found something. You know, as it turns out, elephants bury their dead. Didn't know that one. 
Dolphins will uh, stay with their dead for many, many hours. Uh, chimpanzees. Wow. So, uh, as it fucking turns out, animals do um, have some sort of a belief system because they're burying their dead. So, wow. um, I'm not finished going down that rabbit hole. I do go down the rabbit hole with a massive, massive amount of rope. I do picture it tied to my arse with a huge plank in case I go fucking too deep. <laughs> and I end up in a mental hospital going, I swear to God, I was nearly close with all the answers. You can let me out soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's like reminds me of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I have a tendency to go in deep and then I have to make sure I come back out. So, um, yeah. But look, you, wrong with that, Sean? I like, do. I love it. I love I it. It's like if you're a philosopher and you're a, a truth seeker, because that's what we talk about in, in, in India. It's like they're looking for truth seekers who are looking for the truth. Absolutely, then, yeah. Uh, because then you dive deep, you're able to access the universal intelligence and you become more intelligent because you, your awareness will increase. Um, Absolutely. When, when you activate, when you're a truth seeker, you're searching for the truth, that's, that's when magic happens. That's when you change your vibration um, to go from, from from being down and depressed and stuck and disconnected to joy, love, connection. And you, you, and magic always occurs. Always. And oh, it's, yeah. Like it's, like, it's the same when Mark contacted me and Sue, because Anna told him, and Anna's done my chakra dance, and she said, oh, you have to talk to Imran. Mm. Like, that all started happening for me once I started doing these meditations, you know. See, and, there you go. It's all kind of connected and, up here. Uh, yeah, and I was all kind of, come on, universe, mm. I need something new. I need to, I need, when you get to that place of, come on, I want a change to happen and go out, out of your comfort zone and, 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 and look for it and seek the truth, that's when it happens. I'm telling you, I really believe that. I'm the same. Um, I, I I never had a great realisation while I was having a good day. I've learned yes. all of my stuff. Us? No, I've yes. like like even even the fact that I'm binging, right? Which means I'm away from all of my good foods, which means my moods yeah. would be lower, right? Mm. I'm getting some great realizations in life. Um, I'm getting some. Wow. And I'm no, and I, and I know my own brain. It's like you need to suffer another little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then when I, I suffer more, I learn something. Yeah. It's just I, I know my yeah. own mind, so I'm kind of okay with it. But I've never learned anything without suffering. Like you know what? That's awesome because it's like I'm sorry now be a bit gruesome but it's like a woman going through a menstrual cycle right even though it's shit and it's hard and it's painful mm. um, but you know at the end of it you're going to feel like a fucking million dollars and it's worth going through the shit it's worth going through all that pain probably that's like, probably yeah, bring it on that's probably why women on. are wiser than men yeah, well, no, I think they definitely have higher <laughs> pain thresholds. <laughs> uh, well, if, I know that for a fact. If if you're going through all that pain once a month, you must be fucking. You're you're twelve times wiser than we are in any given fucking year, right? You know. No, but I'm sorry, but I think <laughs> men have periods too. Well, they definitely have mood swings anyway. Would you they believe hormonal change? Would you believe? And I'm what? glad you said that because of all the podcasts I've done, which is like 483 million, 
25. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually cycle once a month. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean cycle? There you go. I call it cycling. Um, I And I've spoke to other people who have borderline personality disorder. And I said, yeah. I just put it up one day because I'm on a lot of sites with borderlines, um, borderline personality. Yeah. And, um, right. and I said, I said, I wonder should I ask this question because it is a mad question. But I said, fuck it. By any chance, does anyone cycle once a month that's not female? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, 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 yeah. everyone, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just a thing. It's the lunar, it's the moon, right? It was there. The it gravitates, yeah, yeah. It's the lunar cycle, because the lunar, uh, you know, is the fact mm. the, the tides and water, we're 80% water. Mm. So when it's a full moon, it can affect the tides, it can also affect us, because we're 80% water as well. So there you go, and 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 we 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 would be very very sensitive people. So I suppose any little change in the environment, we've a tendency to pick for up sure, on it. For sure, for mm, sure, men mm. have have definitely mood swings and stuff, or they wouldn't go through the pain. Like no, but uh, definitely through the pain. They don't have progesterone. They don't have estrogen anyway. They have progesterone, right? but they don't have. Well, I can tell you um, this. Like, more testosterone. The testosterone can fuck up your hormones too. Too much of that. <laughs> well, I can definitely tell you anyone with BPD goes through mood swings. That's <laughs> kind of what we're known for. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so. Yeah, we, we have about 15 different moods in 10 minutes. Um, wow, wow. Oh, completely, Jeez. yeah. I mean, yeah, in, 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 in a matter of your minutes. Wife was, your wife must be a saint, is she? Do you know something? <laughs> and this is the truth. Everybody I know yeah. who knows me personally, that has seen me yeah. physically or heard, like, knows me personally, that is the most common theme I hear. Your wife must well, be a saint. Must be a saint. And I have yeah. only one answer like, to that. She's welcome. Well, There, my, my, I, 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 um, there's, you know, friends or whatever, and they'd be, they'd be slagging, you know, or mocking or whatever. Yeah, of course. And they'd be like, you know, Sean, like, I could never be with you. And I'd be like, (laughs) I didn't, I I, I, I didn't realize I was asking. I'm, I'm still married. Um, yeah, but I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying like, I could never be with you. How, how your wife can be with you is unreal. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get I get that out of the whole fucking universe she's the only one. I get that. I'm very appreciative. Wow. <laughs> I get that. You're she, very lucky to find her. Absolutely. Because, I know, mean this, 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 you're lucky to find the one or the person that can put up with you the most. Uh, put, up, me not, it's not, put up with me I the mean, most. I'm like Sean, you you know, you don't sound that bad. No one's fucking perfect. What's that? Everyone has their No one is perfect. Oh Everyone no! I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I but like, I'm a complete fuck up. Um, but I'm quite like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Like, I'm fucking excellent at fucking up. Um, I'm fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, I've no problem saying it because it's true. It's true. I'm I'm very good at fucking making mistakes. Um, I hope to be making them yeah. in my eighties. Like, wow, that's what There's life's that, about. That means you're living your life. That means you're living it to the max. Well, like, uh, as I said, I spray cars. I know if someone sprayed a car, how they sprayed it. 
by just looking at the paintwork, which is not really heard of, and I can tell them how they made the mistake. And they and they do be looking at me if I walk in and go, Oh, so you just done that, that and that, did you? How'd you know? Because I've made so many fucking mistakes. I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> life. It's not that I'm a great yeah. painter. I'm so good at fucking up that I became yeah. I said to my boss only yeah. today, or my manager, right, only today. Imagine, it only took me 25 years. <laughs> yeah. And I don't oh care. Oh, my God, you know what? You know what? You just made me realize every mistake that you make brings you closer to perfection or closer to being a master. Well, so as the like, phrase if says. anyone who's fucked up at so many relationships. You're just getting closer to the right one. Absolutely. A master has made more mistakes than the apprentice ever will. Yeah, well, the the key to mastery is repetition is the key to mastery. So, like, it's yeah. a case of, you know, you know, when you make a mistake, you go, oh, that didn't work out. Mm, I'm mm. just going to stop right now. And you give up. I mean, how many people have done that? Like, I mean, I've done that a few times. Yeah. You give up just when you're getting good. Mm. You know? Um, and you know what? That's I beat myself up over the over the head about my swimming thing because I was just about getting there internationally. I was starting to beat girls that had beat me for years, mm. and I was up against Michelle Smith. Came fourth. I was sixteen, and she was right. twenty-one, and and I was and I came fourth. And I was the youngest in the race, and she was, was my first year senior. So once you hit over 16, you were a senior and there were, you were against 21-year-olds or 30-year-olds. Okay. So again, you know what I mean? And I was mm. just getting there. See, there you go. I hurt you my know. back. And then so and I beat myself up going, I never reached my full potential. Bang, bang, bang. You know, this kind of never thinking that, you know, I could have, should have, could have, would have yeah, uh, beat yeah. yourself up over your past and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what? I've never actually talked about this because I, I did. I never could. I couldn't connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. Um, on, until I heard the podcast, and then actually, what a patient again. Magic happens when you meditate. I was meditating every day. I was doing my Akamitra, mm. and they said, "Watch out for synchronicities and co- there's no such thing as coincidence." And you know, you, they were saying when you're doing your course, your your life's going to transform, and that that week. As they were saying that, the next day when it worked, the patient goes, Emer, have you listened to the podcast, George Gibney? I know you're a swimmer. And I went, oh, no, I haven't. Mm. So, hello. Mm. There was the first mm. coincidence. Like, you know, what, why did, how did that happen? You know. Yeah, um, that's, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. Everything, everything um, is connected, I believe. You know, I do believe everything yes. is connected. Like, it's, uh, I definitely believe And when your chakras it. are connected. And when you're connected to yourself and your electric magnetic field is, is flowing from your chakras mm. right up above your head and out like a magnet, like a magnet, it's electric magnetic field. You're well, connected you know, to the like, universal consciousness. Do you know something? Everything flows. Everything flows. Well, I'm definitely, yeah. I'll definitely do your course, right? Because uh, I'm, th- yeah. I'm always thinking in the background, right? Why, why I do this podcast is simple. I want to help people. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um. There's uh, there's nothing. Well, that's my goal in yeah. life too. So I, I, I do. That's always my intention. I'm definitely. I what I want to do is I'm I'm want to do your course right, and yeah. these um the essential oils. Um, asking me about the oils as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to do that. I'll tell you why, because then I want to come back and talk about it and 
and share the experience of that. I that would be fabulous. Because that, that would be fabulous. I'm a yeah. fucking nightmare where I tell <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Right, yeah. and I, I I remember my mother actually said to me when I was a child, you know, it's okay to tell a little lie. <laughs> and oh, she was trying to teach me how to tell lies. I couldn't do it. <laughs> right, I'm okay. not saying I'm not saying I don't tell lies. I do tell the odd lie here and there, but in general, I don't. Um, You've no filter. Yeah. I've, I I it's not that I've no filter. I can actually stop myself from talking. I just, mm. I, I don't have a fear. I, do you know what it is? And I, 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 you've just kind of hit a nail on my head. Is most people are afraid. What I figured out with people is this: people tell lies because they're afraid of a consequence. Whereas yeah. I don't have that fear. Right. So I, I've never okay, been afraid. But that's interesting because I, I'm kind of similar. I'm not afraid to tell somebody the truth, even if, even though if it hurts, mm. not if it hurts them, but there is a way to say the truth without so yeah it's actually throat chakra you'll be learning this in my course and I'm always when you said a throat chakra I'm always going yeah but that's somebody who's stuck in their throat chakra is it because I'm always coughing or clearing my throat you're clearing your throat because you're you're clearing for what you say but you ask yourself these questions before you're going to you know, say, yeah. you know, you're afraid to tell a lie. Ask, is it kind? Is it? Is it? Is it? Sorry, is it true? Okay. First of all, which you think it's true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it the right time? Right. The last one is the most important. Uh, I did tell I you I've BVD, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's okay. an awful lot of information for people like myself. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> is it? Co- so, like, we don't have time to think I... about stuff like that. We generally just go la 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 la, la <laughs> and then we feel Not sorry yet. about it. <laughs> okay, well, because if you if you if you answered if it was no to is it kind or is it yeah. necessary yeah. or is it the right time? No, we, people, yeah, that's you can tell something to them, but it's not the right time for them to hear it. Like, um, yeah, we, and we, that's probably where people react wrong like or they react like, you know say you tell somebody you're fat they know they're fat is it necessary no because they know it absolutely it's i mean necessary it's it's absolutely them, you know? yeah or, yeah that's true that's what i mean like mm. that's so where i'm going to be interested then in doing this because again yeah uh, people with bpd and i'm in the gang is we're known for our impulsivity where we have a tendency to say it and then go, oh shit, um, yeah, you know. So if if yeah. if uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm well, looking forward to your awareness. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that's awesome. I'm so thrilled that you're you're doing this. I'm looking for people like you. There, there. I've have somebody doing this as well. So I'm hoping to get a. I don't want a huge group, but just a small group. Mm, mm. So. Uh, I, I, even if there's only a couple or three or four, it's enough because I want to do the journey myself. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I do it for myself as well because it actually helps my depression. So, okay, all right, okay. At the same time. So, chakra dance and meditation saved my depression. So, this is what I do to get myself out of my own funk. So, I do two right, classes right. a year. I do it in January. It's usually the new year, new you, mm, mm. you know, clear out your chakras. Sometimes, I used to do two 
uh, one in January would finish up around March, and then I do one in May, finish around June, and then I take a break, and then I do another batch, say September to just be uh, Halloween, or say just before Halloween, uh, coming into December. Okay. And then so and so I'd always do at least twice a year, and then maybe do one or two workshops during the summer, just a day thing. But then um, that's what I've been doing for the last five years. But obviously stopped now with COVID. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying. I'm figuring it out to do it online. Right. Okay. Um, through Zoom, I tried to do it on my Facebook live, but Facebook was shutting me down. Playing the music, saying the music was belong to you. <laughs> so okay. I have to. Uh, it's through Zoom that we'll do it, or right. I can send you the music. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great. It'll be. It, uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's an experience. You need to to shut out in at least an hour and a half of your time in a in a dark room with candles, and it's just a place for you to just shut everything out and go inward. Like, oh no, look, um, I'm up in I'm up in the in my um my own little den that I that I built years ago. So it's 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 the perfect environment. Absolutely, I We're built that, a, I built a perfect. man cave years ago when I moved in, and I'm very grateful because now it's the podcast. It used to be called the games room. Now ah. it's called the podcast room. Um, Deadly. But uh, it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's a complete room for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm a child. Great. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look forward to doing this then. And the essential oils because um, yeah, I I uh, my wife um, what do you call it uses essential oils, and I did contact you today, and I want yes, to purchase essential oils off you. So do you mind telling me because? As far as I know, essential oils do help people with their moods. Do you mind telling me yeah. how? How? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Um, essential oil is 70 to 90% more powerful than herbs. It's okay. the natural extract of the sap or the bark or the living essence of the flower, plant, herb, um, or fruit. Okay. So say, for example, an essential oil of lemon is the zest of the lemon. It's actually, it's the thing that protects the plant or the flower that you're ingesting or Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nearly identical to our own. So if you say, for example, peppermint, mm. peppermint, a microscopic photograph of peppermint leaf, it's nearly identical to microscopic photograph of our lungs. So peppermint opens the lungs and airways. Okay. Incredible, actually. Mm. Same with clarisade. You saw a microscopic photograph of clarisage it looks like little wombs and clarisage is brain for women's reproductive Cheney, okay and okay that blew my mind when i went yeah, to the yeah. i was like whoa yeah so it's basically the essential oil is the essence of a flower plant herb or flower or spice and it literally works with our own life force so there's okay so for example peppermint Eucalyptus, cardamom, it opens the airways. And it's like when you smell it, it literally clears your nasal passages, opens your lungs to breathe better, and it helps with asthma or lung conditions. Then stomach issues, fennel. Peppermint is actually brilliant for stomach as well. Right. Fennel, lemon, ginger, all those oils, they put blends together to literally place on your stomach, drink it in the water. So doTERRA means gift of the earth, which is the name company of the oils that I get. Now there's many other essential oils out there but I find doTERRA you cannot beat their quality. Certified pure therapeutic grade. That means every single drop in the bottle 
is pure 100% lavender oil. If right, you buy okay. cheap lavender, cheap lavender that's only five euros in kind of, it's actually only can it can only be ten, five ten percent of actual lavender. The rest is fillers. Well, would you believe you're actually hitting the nail on yeah. the head because we, yeah. we, my wife wanted to get lavender oil and and I bought it on Amazon, right? And she yeah. was telling me to buy a hundred percent organic, uh, you know, and I did. Anyway, yeah. okay. great, it was lovely. Yeah. And then yeah. it was discontinued, and I bought a cheaper version. Um, yeah. Right? You cannot compare. Yeah. And, and I got headaches. <laughs> this yeah. Is, this is the truth. Yeah. I yeah. actually got headaches. Like, um, oh my God. I was, yeah, no, and I'm not messing when yeah. I say that because um, she was very specific. The reason I wanted to talk to you about the essential oils is, is my wife is into them. Um, yeah. I'm not, but I can definitely tell you when I got the lavender oil organic, because she did say to me, make sure it's 100% organic, and, and I did, because I'm a good boy. But the second time when I bought it, I kind of said I did buy it. I didn't, because I didn't have it, and I just put it into the bottle of the organic one, right? Because <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> And I fucking started yeah. getting headaches. And she goes, yeah. are you sure that's the 100%? I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I, did. I, I didn't <laughs> tell her because it was discontinued. And she goes, I, 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 don't, I don't feel great with it to you. I said, I don't know. It must have been a bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fella. I'm yeah. a fella. You know, we, we do these I things. Know. I told you I was a fuck up. I know. <clears throat> no, it's right. Don't worry about it. That's, that can, yeah, because I won't, I, unless, like, these, Companies are so transparent. They have a number under each bottle, and you can put it into a website, and you can actually print out a part, you know, a PDF of chemical compound of that particular oil when seeds were planted, when the farmer like harvested. Right. It's unbelievable. Oh, and there are way more expensive, like than normal essential oils. Well, mm. the cheapest around ten, eleven euros for say lemon or. Yeah, lemongrass, but like lavenders around the middle oils, peppermint lavender are like twenty two euro, and then it goes up to forty. For like frankincense is the king of all oil. And that's okay, so if you, that's like seventy five euro for fifteen mil of. But you know what? I make that last all year, and it's right. the most medicinal oil. So when you come to a class, I go through ten oils. Okay, and each oil kind of helps a different system, like cardiovascular system, um, lungs moods like you're okay you asked me about moods how does it affect your moods okay so um they have done science that certain oils essential oils release certain chemicals in the brain like serotonin dopamine oxytocin right there the feel-good chemicals they also reduce stress and reduce cortisol okay so the oils that are uplifting that uplift are usually the citrus because they're all the plants are above the earth the higher the oil, it lives, the plant or flower lives above the earth, the more uplifting it makes you feel. Okay. So, the zen, the orange zest, like wild orange, it's all the skin of the plant, of the mm. fruit. So, it says that protects the fruit from infection or pathogens. So, it affects, it, it, it works the same with you. So, wild orange has, is the oil of abundance and it gets rid of irritability and depression it's wild orange um and as soon as you smell like lemon as well grapefruit 
bergamot releases serotonin in the brain and the gut. And it's a great oil. It's a beautiful smell. It's halfway between orange and lemon. It's a magnificent smell. Bergamot is my favorite one. Okay. Um, and like, and where, where, so, like, where would you put it or how do you use that one? I know with the lavender, we put it on the pillow. But <clears throat> yeah, there's three ways to use the oils. Aromatically, which is, A, you just literally put it on the palm of your hand and smell it in through your nose. So we're able to give a good sniff. Mm. We put in those diffusers. Now, you know, or oil burners. Oil burners burn off the oil. It's like cooking food. Yeah, and yeah. Get rid of all the nutritional yeah. or benefits, therapeutic benefits. Mm. So you use a diffuser where it diffuses into the air and what you smell affects your mood. So Oh, yeah, yeah. Oil, just one of them in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> of course, yeah, everyone needs so to know that. But we, I just, well, yeah. yeah, we have one no, in the hallway. I've got five of them. <laughs> there should be one in okay, every room. Okay, okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, I have one in your bedroom because you have your oil for sleep. I have my lavender serenity. There's a blend. Right. Birds of earth, cedar wood, they're all great for sleep. Then I have my oil for the kitchen, for cooking, rosemary, thyme, turmeric, dill, cardamom. Then I have oils for my mood. So when I come in, how do I want to feel? How do I feel? If I feel down, I want to be uplifted. Mm. If I feel a bit anxious and manic, I want to feel grounded. So there's oils to ground you. Uh, so, you know, we're saying the floral, zesty ones uplift. Mm. The, the earthy ones like cedarwood, patchouli, frankincense, ground you. And there's an oil called Balance, which is brilliant for anxiety that doTERRA put together another blend they put is called Adaptive which is specifically for anxiety and depression and it has wild orange lavender neroli magnolia and this oil called copaiba which has the same chemical compound as CPD as so what? it's very copaiba copaiba is a not is a from the Amazon forest it's a, mm. it's a tree in the Amazon forest and it has the exact same chemical compound as, as the cannabis cannabinoid CBD oil. Oh, CBD, yeah, CBD, yeah. Uh, yeah, CBD is supposed to be brilliant for anxiety, mm, depression, and mm. it's supposed to be great for your central nervous system. Yeah. So, Kapaiba is a similar, you put a two drops under your tongue. I used, that was my oil for this pandemic, the first, the first okay, lockdown right, when I was okay. panicking. I started to get, I, it really triggered me, everything. You know, like, you know, because like, loneliness is, is, that triggers my depression, you know, because, you know, I I never met anyone. I don't have kids. I've always wanted kids. So mm. these were things like, I'm in the pandemic and I'm still single and I'm going to be on my own for the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> stupid thoughts <laughs> that were in my head. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, I need my compile, but like I was going around like, I need to get dressed for two days and going, oh my God, I'm going to die. And, you know, Bridget Jones. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so compile was my oil for that. Like, um. So, and yeah, I, I, could, I could talk for an hour, Sean, about these oils. I know, um, I know. And um, um, There's oils for grieving and for suicide and for cheerful right, friends. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's loads. Well, definitely. Do you know what I'm going to do? Because um, this is officially the longest podcast I've ever done. Um, I'm going to I'm going to, uh, I'm going to end the podcast, but I'm yeah. going to do your course because... Yeah, I I want to be able to actually come back and talk about it, how it affected my moods. Oh my god! Um, that would be awesome because yeah, it sounds interesting if I'm being honest, but I I I I don't know. I never done it, so I can't talk about it. It's like um, 
it's like depression. I never had it, so that's why I wanted you to come on. Um, yeah. Again, Mark came on the Clockwork Pod, the, the Clockwork Podcast Junkie. Junkie. I can never get it, even though he's one of my best friends. Um, yeah. that's a fantastic podcast. He's totally the opposite of this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's more, way more yeah. funnier, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I do. I wanna. I wanted. I wanna definitely do this course because this is what I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for a bit of a niche where you can um, come back and say, "Look, I've tried this. This works." It's it's like the food. I mean, um, you know, yeah. an up and coming podcast that's coming is and fair play to him is my nephew. Um, you know, he's gonna come on the podcast. He's a nutritionist. And he's, re- he's he's doing all you see because I'm always talking about food and he actually he would you believe I'm gonna say this thanks very much my nephew over the airwaves because he actually built the podcast room he built me a computer he built me everything uh, I'm talking to you on today because he was like you kind of need to promote your podcast and I'm like I I, I don't do stuff like that <laughs> I'm useless that's yeah. why I even loved earlier on when you were promoting your own um your own business because I'm useless at doing it um and well, I, I and I love when people yeah. do it themselves but um I'm definitely going to do this uh, essential oils course because I'm looking yeah. forward to coming back because obviously I want to talk about how did it lift my mood or whatever way it done to my moods because. I do, yeah. you know, have been been hypersensitive with BPD. Um, moods are easily affected within us, so I want to see how it actually will uplift me, or you know, whatever way it'll take me. Yeah, oh, you know, I've I've hundreds over hundred oils, so I'm gonna. We have to get together, and I will demonstrate with you how you can just see the power and the quality of these oils, and you will be uplifted by them. Because I'm addicted to them. Um, I think I have an addictive personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has something. Everyone has something. I think if you don't have no, a mental illness nowadays, you're not in the gang. You're not just not in the gang. <laughs> you know, it's true. Years ago, yeah. you'd hide your head in shame if you if you were any, if oh, you yeah. were any way at all mentally ill years ago. If you're not mentally ill now, you're like someone not wearing a you're mask. Not, I know. You're, <laughs> Actually, you're right. You're it's looked no, down upon. It's funny, someone, one of my cousins put up a thing uh, about the list of how to get into a loony, like how they actually um, admitted you into, into, a, <laughs> into a, an asylum. A mental, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and it was like women's problems, menstrual issues. Absolutely, you know, hysteria, problems, yeah. Relationship. Yeah. I was like, we all should have been in a loony bin. That's like, where the word hysteria but, um, came from, from women. Yeah, they were hysterical. No way. Um, Honestly, it's, it's well, just, yeah, but it's great how far we've come on. Yeah, it is. You know. but yeah, for sure. But come here, thanks a million. Yeah, thanks a million, Sean. And thanks and very I much for coming really on. You're welcome. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye now. God bye bless. Bye.